Shalom, everyone. Good to have you with us online today. Let me begin by stating that one of the objectives for our current sermon series on Love Incorporated is to engage Gracians to be a blessing to the needy during this pandemic. I'm proud to say that Gracians have stepped up in many ways to demonstrate the true meaning of loving our neighbours. I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you for your contributions and involvement in our various donation drives to help the needy in our communities. We saw more than 300 Gracians involved in the mooncake distribution where we visited more than 1,300 families in the community and blessed them with mooncakes and care packages. Now, beside the households in the community, we also went to bless our migrant workers in the dormitory as well. Now, these are acts of grace that we do as a church to demonstrate our love for God and people in a very tangible way. There's more to be done to help our needy families in the community, and we will be sharing more of such initiatives in the days ahead. So do look out for it and get ready to volunteer again when the need arises. Now today, let me continue where Pastor Joey had left off last weekend in our current series on Love Incorporated from the epistles of 1st to 3rd John. This week, we will continue with the seventh installment of the series and the topic for today is Love Defense. And the big idea is this, God has given us the spirit to discern truth from falsehood. Now, talking about discerning truth from falsehood, let me share an encounter I had recently. Recently, my family received a text from a relative informing my wife, Evelyn, that we must keep our children safe by not sharing food with me or letting them be near to me. And the reason was that I would still be having the virus, the COVID-19 virus in my lungs and could pass the virus to my children since I am a COVID-19 survivor. Now, you must understand that since my recovery in February this year, this was one of the many false and fake news that my family had received in the last seven months. Just to set the record straight, none of my family members was ever infected by me in February when I was in NCID and up to now. One of my children had even gone through seven nose swabs and the test results were negative. Evelyn had also gone for a serological test a few months ago and was somewhat disappointed that she was not infected earlier in February when I had the virus, and she was one of my close contacts. And during this pandemic, I've seen many pseudo-medical experts that have given false information, and I would call them misinformation, that cause unnecessary panic and fear among people. Such misinformation through falsehood also took place in the New Testament time. And Apostle John wrote about the need to discern true and false teachers even in the church. And let's turn to 1 John chapter 4 and see the details of Apostle John's writing in this area, which is also my first main point for today, which is 
discerning the truth. Discerning the truth. Reading from 1 John chapter 4, from 1 to 6. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, Apostle John started chapter 4 by instructing us that we must test every spirit to see if they were of God. Now, he tells us that some will come in God's name, but they are false prophets and teachers. False prophets and teachers are directed by demonic spirits, whereas the true teachers of God are guided, anointed by the Holy Spirit. There were many false prophets and teachers in the first century during the early church period. But let me also add that there are many false prophets and teachers in our current world today. And this is where I want to sound a warning to everyone. Given the easy access online to different preachers, teachers and prophets, I want you to be discerning and careful because not all of them are of God and preach the full gospel of Christ. Many of them may look and sound like Christians, but are wolves hiding in sheep clothing. And there are false teachers and prophets preaching things that may sound exciting and promise you unlimited prosperity and wealth or even mystical mysteries of God from heaven. But they are not of God and are deceiving many with their false teachings. And over time, these false teachings will derail your faith and cause you to doubt the true gospel that you have received. And if you are not sure, please always check with your pastors or spiritual leaders if you have a stirring within you regarding possible false teachers whom you have been following online. We must discern then which is of God and which is not. Now, how can we know who is of God and who is not of God? That's the question, isn't it? Let's look at verse 2 right now, where it gives us one possible way to find out. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Now, verse 2 and 3, they tell us that a true prophet and teacher of God's word is one who confesses that Christ came in the flesh. Now, just in case you're wondering, what's the big deal for Christ to come in the human flesh? And let me explain that. Now, this is an essential core belief in the gospel narrative. Christ must come in human flesh to represent humanity and to die for our sins before God. If Christ did not come in the flesh, then He could not have represented humanity to die for us on the cross. But the Bible declares that Jesus Christ came as fully human, as the second Adam to atone for our human sin 
as the perfect sacrifice unto God. And that's why verse 2 is stated very clearly that the spirit of a true prophet and teacher of God confesses that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, died on the cross, and resurrected from the dead. Amen? Verse 4 now. Little children, you are from God and you have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Verse 5. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world and the world listens to them. Verse 6. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, verses 4 to 6 exalted the early church not to be afraid of the spirit of the Antichrist that's in the world. And the reason is found in verse 4. It says very clearly there that we have the Holy Spirit within us and He is greater than the devil who is in the world. The world may be under the control of the devil, but we have the Holy Spirit who will protect us and give us authority over the devil. Amen? Again, this is the same truth that I touched on three weeks ago in 1 John chapter 2, where Apostle John wrote that we have the anointing, the Holy Spirit who is within us. So we can see from verses 1 to 6 that it is crucial for us to discern true and false teachers and prophets among us. And in this process of discerning the true and false teachers of God's Word, I pray that we first examine ourselves to ensure that we are also the teachers of God's Word, true teachers of God's truth. For those leading small groups and teaching Bible classes, we need to ensure that we have done the necessary preparation before teaching God's truth, isn't it? We must never take a flippant attitude in the preparation of God's Word. Now, recently, I received an email from a Gratian who told me that he disagreed with my definition that I use for the world in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 a few weeks ago. And his email triggered me to examine at least five other academic commentaries to make sure that I did not define it wrongly. And thankfully, I did define it correctly based on established scholars' work, given the context of the passage there. And I want to thank this Gratian for ensuring that I'm teaching God's truth and not falsehood. And we must make the preparation of God's word seriously to ensure that the full counsel of God's truth is taught as much as we know it. Now for parents among us, one of the best ways to ensure that our children do not fall prey to false teachings is to be involved in discipling them in God's truths ourselves. Do not only rely on our weekend children's ministry or youth ministry to disciple your children 
given the short time that they have together online during this pandemic. We all know that our children and youth ministries are giving their best to our children during this difficult time. However, it will be more effective for parents to take full responsibility to disciple your children during your time at home, your meal time together, and when you play stuff or do things together. Make full use of every teaching moment to impart to your children God's truth. Amen? Now, talking about our youths, let me also encourage parents to partner with our Emerge and Elevate ministry to disciple our youths during this period when we are all attending our church services and small groups online. Now, I'm informed that during some weekends, only 50% of our youths in the Emerge ministry, that's the group from P5, primary 5 to secondary 2, only 50% of them are attending our online small groups for some weekends. I'm concerned that the other 50% may not be receiving the truth of God's Word. And if this pandemic prolongs further, it will impact their spiritual life and vitality negatively over time. And to prevent our youths from this engagement from God's Word, I will encourage parents to take up the mandate to disciple your children or to encourage them to be part of what's happening online with our youth ministry. Amen? I know that many of our youths prefer on-site meetings than our current online small groups. I understand that. But for now, this is the best option that we have to keep each other connected in our faith. I have a daughter who is also telling me that she prefers the on-site emerge small group meetings than the current online platforms. Church, it is either we have the second best option through online platforms or no engagement at all. And as a father, I'm doing my best to ensure that she stays connected with her group online so that when they return on-site, it will be a quicker transition and integration for her with her friends. So parents, let's work together to help our children to stay connected in God's truth, God's word, and most importantly, the community of faith during this pandemic. Now, coming back to discerning the true and false teachers and prophets, Apostle John also gave instructions on how we should treat the false and the true teachers of God's word from 2nd and 3rd John respectively. And let me now jump to 2nd John for my second main point for today, which is honoring and supporting the truth. Honoring and supporting the truth. In 2nd John 7, it says this, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Now, Apostle John repeated himself in his teaching on identifying false teachers 
in his second letter, Christ must come in the flesh. Let's look at verse 10 now. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Now, Apostle John gave very strict and strong instruction to believers that they were not to extend hospitality to these false teachers and prophets into their homes. Now, verse 11 even says that if they were to receive these false teachers, they were part of their wicked works. Church, we must understand that in the first century environment, showing hospitality to visitors was a culture of honour and respect for the guests. It was also a badge of honour for the hosts who could host their guests well as well. Now, in those days, they did not have Airbnb or online travel porters to book places of lodging easily. So believers' hospitality to host traveling teachers of God's Word was an important way of facilitating the ministry. And to withhold hospitality to a guest was a strong messaging of rejecting the false teachers' ministry. Now, do note that Apostle John did not tell the believers to host these false teachers in their homes and then try to correct them of their wrong teachings. No, not at all. John instructed believers not even to entertain them at all or be seen as associate of wickedness. You see, church, John knew. He knew the dangers that these false teachers would bring into believers' lives, and he wanted them to avoid all these false teachers at all costs. And I want to urge believers, Gracians, to be very careful with associating false teachers who may lead you not only astray, but also subtly use your influence to lead others astray. So with this teaching on withholding hospitality to false teachers, let me now move on to the third John and see how to express hospitality to true teachers of God's Word. Let me jump to 3 John right now. In 3 John chapter 5, it says this, Beloved, it is a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testify to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God. Notice the last phrase there, in a manner worthy of God. Now, in this third letter, Apostle John was commending a believer by the name of Gaius for his faithfulness in showing hospitality to traveling ministers even though these teachers were strangers to him. In verse 6, John praised Gaius for treating these ministers in a manner worthy of God, which means that he gave his very best to honour these travelling ministers. Let's look at verse 7 now. For they have gone out for the sake of the name 
accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these that we may be fellow workers for the truth. That we may be fellow workers for the truth. Now, in verses 7 and 8, Apostle John further exhorted the believers to go beyond extending warm hospitality in supporting these true servants of God who were doing ministry without any financial support. And John was instructing the believers there not just to receive God's servant well in their homes, but also to send them off well so that they could do the work of the ministry without any concern. And as I reflected on this passage over honouring and supporting true teachers of the Word, I want to lead us into two applications from today's teaching. And the first application point is for us to recognise and to honour true teachers of the Word among us. And there are so many of them in Grace Assembly. The first group that I can think of will be the pastors and the ministers. They are laboring very hard to teach you God's Word through our online classes, weekly services, and providing leadership in steering our ministries. And it's so difficult to find, to train, and to raise a good pastor who has God's call in his or her life to serve his people. And church, when you see one, please encourage and honour them. Amen? Please encourage the pastors who are labouring hard among you and give them your best hospitality when you see them, when they visit you in your home. One that is worthy of God. Amen? The second group of teachers that I want to honour will be our small group leaders. In this pandemic, where we cannot gather in our church premises, our small groups become the house churches spread all over Singapore. And these house churches are lighting the torch of God's kingdom during this pandemic all over our country. And many of our small groups have been meeting regularly where the small group leaders have served as shepherds over Grecians. And I want to honour all the small group leaders among us for your faithfulness in serving God's people, facilitating every session with God's truths and encouraging believers of Christ during this difficult time. Thank you. Thank you, leaders, for your hard work and fanning the flame, the fire of God among the believers. Thank you so much. And I want to encourage all members in our small group ministries to send a text or a special delivery to encourage your leaders. Let's take this week to honour our unsung heroes among us. Amen? So the second application point that I want to end with today is from the life and actions of Gaius. Apostle John wrote and commended Gaius for his faithfulness in supporting the teachers of God's Word. And in so doing, Gaius has, has also become one of the fellow workers for the truth 
as seen in verse 8. Now, during this pandemic, I want to encourage Gracians to be a Gaius, where you become a source of support to your leaders and pastors in the ministry. The work and demand of the ministry is heavy. There's much work to be done in the small groups and various online ministries. And we need more of you to support your leaders and your pastors in availing your time and talents to help the work of the ministry. And I want to see more of you becoming fellow worker of God's truth so that God can use your experience, your talents to further His kingdom purpose. And I want to give a special call to those of you who can serve as part of the video crew or perform video editing. Our media team is looking for support in these areas as well. We need many guys in our media team today. We are planning to have more of our core classes online and we do need both manpower and of course woman power to help us produce high-quality videos. Another example is our Grace Discipleship Institute, GDI for short, that also needs facilitators for our next Alpha course. Our last online Alpha course saw 70 participants and many coming to know Jesus Christ throughout the course. And if you are currently not involved in any ministry, and want to be trained for our next Alpha course to lead pre-believers to know Christ and disciple them to grow in their faith, this is yet another ministry opportunity for you. Another area of great need in our church is that of our children and youth ministries. We need strong mentors and stable adult leaders to serve alongside our current team. If you have the passion, the energy and wisdom to impart truth to our next generation, please join us. And we will train you to minister to the next generation. So you can see that we need guys everywhere in the church, from our small group ministries to our media team, in our GDI courses to our children and youth ministries. So how do you sign up to get involved and be a guys in Grace Assembly? Now you can do so by going to this link as shown on the screen right now, and sign up with us to get involved in Grace Assembly. Or speak to your pastors and small group leaders to explore how you can be involved in the various ministries mentioned. Now, in conclusion, let me end by summarizing 1 John chapter 4 from 1 to 6 together with 2nd and 3rd John. Yes, in case you have not noticed, we have managed to cover two books of the Bible today. The essence of today's sharing is to discern God's truth from falsehood, honour teachers of truth among us, and be a fellow worker for the truth. Now, I've shown you the various avenues to be a Gaius as well. How to be a fellow worker for the truth in Grace Assembly. And with this, let me close in prayer and lead some of us in prayer as well. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for showing us from your word on the importance of discerning truth and to be a fellow worker for the truth. 
I pray for every believer listening to this service today that they will take personal responsibility to discern truth in their lives, for their families, for their children, with the help of the Holy Spirit, and be an active worker for the truth in your kingdom. Amen, amen. Now, for every person watching our service, if you know that God has spoken to you to do something regarding the truth in your life, maybe in the area of being involved in discipling your children in the truth, maybe in the area of spending more time in preparation of the Word when you next teach or lead a class or small group session, or it may be to serve and be a worker for the truth in supporting your spiritual leaders. And if you know that the Lord has spoken to you in these areas, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord where you are right now. That's right, where you are, lift your hands. Allow me to pray over you right now as we move into this very important time of dedicating ourselves to the Lord. Come, let's pray. Lord Jesus, you see these hands that are raised before you. Touch your people where they are. Empower each of them to proactively act on what you have spoken to them today. Lord, I pray for your people that yes, they will be hearers and doers of your word. I pray for parents to disciple their families. I pray for many more guys to arise in Grace Assembly where we will see many workers raised for the truth of your kingdom. So Lord Jesus, I pray for your word to speak to every person individually and collectively as a church right now, Father. Thank you for your word. And Lord Jesus, may your presence, your power and provision rest on your people as we end the sharing of your word today in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen.